everyone, and welcome to Shortcomings, a Sex in the City podcast where we dive into every episode of Sex in the City, the two movies, and of course, and just like that, I am your host, Samantha Bush, and I'm joined by Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi. Chris, I now... haven't yet covered myself so I can see myself, and I realized if I don't open my eyes wide, I look asleep. Yeah, I know. I, you're... Yeah, um, I'm wide awake. This is now a visual medium. You guys can watch us on YouTube um, and you would be able to get your eyes on Chris's beautiful green Ivy Park hoodie. Yeah, we're full fall here. It's been like, although we swung back. No, we're not talking about the weather. No, we can't. We We banned that topic from this podcast because it's always a topic, you know, people are like, so boring. Um, and yet it's all anyone ever wants to talk about is the weather. Well, because there's so I think much it's thrilling. to talk about. I do as well. I when, do when too. people are like, oh my God, I, we had nothing to talk about. We talked about the weather. I'm like, what else is there? Honestly. Um, I do want to talk day. to you about The Good Wife really quick. It is oh. something that I just started. I, Bellissima. It's an incredible show. Incredible. It's the best show. The hold CBS had on me during the six seasons that show was on the air. And I posted it on Instagram, Chris. And do you know how many people were in my DMs like, oh my God, it's incredible. It's the best show. I know. It's a show people don't like to talk about. Like, they feel like... Do they... Why? Do they think I don't it's know. Like, I like, feel like because cheesy. it was on CBS, it yeah. didn't feel like... And that was during the time in which streaming was really, like, popping. And so it didn't mm. feel hip or cool to, like, be watching this CBS legal procedural. <laughs> but, guys, it's so good. And yet I was, it was, I come into the office every day just like, whoa, can you believe what happened with Alicia and Carrie? Alicia is that bitch. It, this show is just full of those bitches, And yet she you know? is just, like, such an average woman. Totally. She really... She's not an Olivia Pope, you know? No, she's, she's an Olivia Nope. She's an she's Olivia Nope. nothing nope. going on, a, but I love her. Yeah, I love her, too. Juliana Margulies is my queen. Chris Noth is in it. Um, I know that he's... That's a that. nice, you know, connection but he's in it, to Sex and, and the City, um, you know? He's got the same kind of little twinkle in his eye. No, you understand why she would stay with Peter Florek. A hundred percent. Do you care for the gentleman who's like um his rival, the other attorney general with the eyebrows from Lost? Oh, I love him. He's always it's like darkening so- her doorstep like, Alicia, we've got to talk about Peter. He's always like lurking in the corner, like yeah, ready like- to talk to her. It's really and you weird. you love like- Will Gardner? Love Will Gardner. Diane Lockhart, Queen. Di- oh, a star. Obviously. You can see why they were like, spin her off, get spin her on a her... streaming platform. Absolutely. And guys, I can't wait to watch that either. Have you gotten to the episode that ends with her laugh? I don't think so. I think it's I would know. an iconic moment. No, you, there's nothing, I... it would imprint upon you. The grandma needs to chill the fuck out. Okay, did you ever watch Dawson's Creek? No. Was so she, she played that? a grandma on Dawson's Creek a show that aired about 20 years before The Good Wife. Then 20 years later, they're like, you're still the grandma. Okay. Um, she is a famed Broadway actress I've seen <laughs> on stage many times. And I'm like, can this woman, Mary Beth Peel, get some goddamn respect? Now I have a question for you. Not yeah. related to The Good Wife at all. Are you wearing uh, new uh, headphones? Yeah, well, yeah, I've had these for like the last three weeks. 
have you been wearing them on this podcast? I believe. Oh, no, I think I've been wearing them on the podcast for at least the last two weeks, but I've had them for like two months, but they're wireless. So I didn't have the little cord. I was waiting for it to arrive. Oh, okay. Because you I'm have like, to plug it into these. something. Right. Okay. Okay. I was just, I, I really like them. Leave that in. Yeah, we can, you know, we can leave it all in. If you want to see my AirPod Max Pros or whatever the fuck they're called, go to YouTube. Yeah, go to YouTube, watch us. Um, I'm in my Kendall you know. Roy era. I walk around in them like a complete asshole, and it mm. stopped any and everyone from talking to me. Which is odd because you love to talk to strangers. Dude, that's not true. <laughs> you don't? Because you're always no. making friends. Who? That man on the train last year on your birthday. It was a week before my birthday, and he came up to me. Guys, the, the craziest things happened to Chris Lewis. The it is true. Um, one day I'll share that photo more broadly and just simply it's ask incredible. people to find him. It's incredible. And get him on the pod. He was a king. So just as a short aside, this was a younger gentleman who sidled up to me on the train. I was taking the train back from New York, as I'm constantly doing. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> He sat across from me in the bar. And this is how much I don't like strangers. I sit in the bar area, (laughs) the cafe cart, because no one would sit across from you because it's like a date. So it's like last resort, really, to sit across from someone on the cafe cart. Mm -hmm. There were other little tables open, and he sat across from me. Right. And Chris was live texting me as this was going on. He was like, there's a strange man sitting across from me. Session finale. Mm Mm-hmm. And this, he starts talking to me. He pulls Bud Lights out of his bag. <laughs> telling me how he's breaking up with his girlfriend. He's going to Philly to break up with his girlfriend because she ruined his SantaCon. And that he already had his train ticket to come back. So he had about an hour and a half to get to her, break up with her, and get back to the train station so he could get back to New York and drink with his friends. And, and you and him shared a Bud Light together. Uh, he pulled a Bud Light out for me. I bought us shots. Uh huh. And then and what did you an, discover? And then we found out we shared a birthday. We were Sagittarius, December Sagittariuses, and that kind of behavior he was up to. I definitely mm-hmm. was like, yeah, that was me in my twenties. That in your twenties, that could have been you. And I, I would never spend. I would never budget ninety minutes to break up with someone. Now I would at least give a good three hours. Uh- <laughs> it's very kind but i guess i did um, just meet a guy at a bar just by talking to him about a book so i that's what i mean I like talk to, uh, i will talk to strangers if they are holding some level of something that i like okay blood light or a book but you're not just talking to anybody no god no i don't like okay. people okay okay remember we met that man when you came to detroit um and he was like the working. man at the bar at the crazy bar with sheena yeah, and he... Who threw his wife onto the bus and was like, her hair's okay. Oh, my God. It was crazy. We were like, hey, so does, I bet your wife has beautiful hair. He was like, no, her hair's just okay. Yeah, and we were like, oh, my God. Okay. He had two kids, a wedding ring. He was a gorgeous um, young dad. Mm-hmm. He rode his bike there. We met a lot of people, though, in Detroit. Although, I guess I met a lot of people. I didn't meet them with you, you sure when I was going to the bronze. The Bronx? The was that? It's the Bronx. What was that place? The Bronx. And the whole mm. weekend, I was like, I love the Bronx. Yeah. I just like, kept going. Okay. This is n- this is probably worse than talking about the weather. So I apologize. That's true. Um, we I don't really have anything. There's nothing really going on in the Sex and the City cinematic universe no. other than it seems like all the girls are on set. 
I, we still haven't got a shot of Cynthia Nixon, really. But Che is at least on set, and that's got to mean that Cynthia Nixon is working. She's nearby. Um, and then Karen Pittman, I saw she was posting last night in her Adidas, so I think she's in her Dr. Nye Wallace drag. I'm concerned mm-hmm. because Nicole Ari Parker seems to have broken her foot, so I'm like, what's happening there? Let's hope that doesn't in real life. Lines. Yeah. <gasps> Oh, that could be a problem. Seema's, Sarita's, you know, filming. When do, it's coming out in the summer. I just feel like I'm not getting enough. I heard, and I could be making this up, but they were told to kind of put the, like, to pump the brakes on cast, cast, like, photos, set photos. Well, they all posted one photo. Mm -hmm. And then it was taken down and mm-hmm. and charlotte kristen davis posted I, I i by the way you said you were told this i i told you this okay <laughs> i was like this feels familiar <laughs> and she posted hey guys sorry that last photo had to be taken down we got right. a call from the network Ooh, but we did get carrie in her wedding dress with the bird on her head I, okay do you really think that is going to be on the show i think they're playing with us again Chris. Because the photo itself is also like shot in a different way. It's like high def. Mm-hmm. It looks like ready to be printed in Vogue. I don't know. They do like to trick us, but um... I think that I think they're giving trickery because who, what in what good goddamn world would well... this woman put on the wedding dress that the man that was she was jilted in and strolled down the street in gloves and a cape? Yeah. Well, let me see. Let me say this. I think that she was going to the same event that Charlotte was going to and um, Nicole Ari Parker when they looked fucking crazy. In her wedding dress that she didn't get married in at the New York Public Library? Yes. Chris, we watched a woman get fingered and peed all over her on this fucking show. We saw Carrie Bradshaw throw up on the street. But that is like unhinged behavior if she put that And this is it? No, no, no. I mean, this is unhinged. That's oh. just circumstantial, getting, like, peed on, peeing on yourself while somebody gets fingered. You know, that's, that's going to come and go. That's... <laughs> At the end of the day. Okay. Well, I'm excited either way. I want more photos. I know. I just feel like we're not getting enough, and then we're heading right into the holiday break. I'm like, are they actually going to finish in enough time for us to see this I... by the summer? Because I need it. We're going to get it, I think, by May. Oh, I don't think we're getting it in May. I think this. You is think bad. like July, August? I think we're getting this July, probably August. <sighs> but I think it's going to be significantly better than season one. And I loved season one, mm-hmm. but I feel like maybe and just like that is going to follow the trajectory of the show. Mm-hmm. Rough season one, oh, better season two, season three and four. Were how long do we think this is actually going to last? Though I don't know. I, I hope think it lasts forever. I think we get four. I, I hope that's what we get. I hope we get more than two. I think we get four. That seems to be six. a new magic number, at least in the world of Mindy Kaling. <sighs> yeah. I love Mindy. Okay. Sex Lives next week. It's coming. And The Crown. Tomorrow, baby. It'll yeah. be out by the time you and get And Love is it. Blind finale. Oof. I thought it was Wednesday morning this today, and I was pissed when I filmed it. <laughs> okay. All right. Should we get into the episode? Yes, please. Let's start with a little episode synopsis. Uh-huh. Carrie tries on being a model. Miranda can't handle the sexy label. Samantha's confidence is shook after a photo shoot. And Charlotte's vagina is not in vogue. I love this episode. 
So do you know what I found out about this episode? What? It aired concurrently with the first one as a two-part season premiere. Oh. So you, there was no break. And could you imagine going from her walking in with those balloons to this? It's basically like how what happened with Sex and the City and just like that. It was like Big died and then Brady's fucking. Yeah, but it's this aggressive. Is, I just feel like I love this stuff. But this is kind of I remember this is almost how we felt about the se- it's season two, I think. After Big, we didn't really like the premiere, and then we wished the second episode had been the premiere. Oh. I almost wish this one had been the premiere. It's light, it's frothy, it's fun, it's nothing really. Um, I don't know, it felt like a strange follow-up to the first one. It's very easy breezy. It felt like a strange follow-up to the first one, so I was surprised to hear, like, you really got them back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. But you liked this one overall. I do. I like, I thought it was funny. I thought it was light, easy, breezy, beautiful. I thought, you know, it was like, had its like little moments and little truths. And I I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it also. I mean, it's a classic, clearly. It's a classic. Um, I just, re- I wish there was a little bit more there, there. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how light it is. For a premiere, that's why they that's why they put it side by side. They were kind of, yeah, maybe they were tired. Now I will say I think this episode is really wonderfully directed by Michael Patrick King and he won the Emmy for best directing of a comedy series for this one because I think there's a little bit more like get up and go and energy to this one. Mm-hmm. And that I and I think from now on in the show we're going to see a lot more visual flair mm-hmm. and or just visual language and like blocking was so much better in this one than I think they've been in the past. I I absolutely agree. And then in terms of like a theme for this one, uh, uh, bodies. I mean, all the women are dealing with a crisis of confidence, <laughs> right? With their bodies, yeah. But what I found so interesting about it is is that it's an episode focused on fashion and the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. And this is a show that really requires that world, glorifies it, certainly, but then also needs that world to exist. Like, I I don't think the HBO budget was paying for all those clothing. They were borrowing, really hobbling it together through the generosity of the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was interesting to pair all of the women having crises of confidence around, and many of them surround. I don't know that Charlotte Miranda's is about her body. She just happens to be training for the marathon. Mm, speaking um, of, just happened. And I also don't think she, um, Carrie's is really about her body. I guess it is. You don't? Because she's saying, like, I'm not pretty enough to be a model. Yeah, and like, I'm little. But she I'm never actually really says, I'm not pretty enough to be a model. She just doesn't take on that identity. She right. says, like, I'm a writer. So, Mm -hmm. quote, unquote, she's creating that dichotomy of, like, I'm a smart girl. Yeah. Those are models. And it's like, baby, we've we've heard the columns. You're not Truman Capote, you know? Look, she lands on something occasionally. Chris, you come for her writing every, almost every episode. We liked um, the one last week about soulmates. Did we? Yeah, I thought we liked it. Who knows? That was a week ago. That was a week ago. (laughs) That might have been 98 years ago. Honestly, if you told me that that happened seven years ago, I would have been like, yeah. But I appreciate the idea of like 
crisis of confidence in terms of your body or just life being paired with the fashion industry mm-hmm. because they do think sometimes not sometimes a majority of the time the fashion industry makes women and men and people just in general like a part of it at least for a very long time was about exclusion mm-hmm. and aspiration so it was like oh i want to aspire to be this but i like lols who can right um but I thought that was an interesting dichotomy and a show that also glorifies fashion and is like, look how great all this is. It's like, wow, it's kind yeah, of Because this is also aspirational, the show, at times. I mean, I don't know that it was super aspirational when I saw... droves of women moved to New York to become Carrie Bradshaw or Charlotte or Samantha or Miranda? I... I didn't think it was aspirational watching Miranda just dump blue cheese on a, like, salad. It was a little too relatable. Me. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, me. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, that's me at the end of the day. Just like, I'm being healthy. Dump, yeah. dump. <laughs> no, that's literally me. I'm like, I'm going to have a salad with I'm extra having a salad. Feta. Could there be as, as much fried chicken, perhaps, <laughs> and blue cheese on said salad as possible? <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, so... Um, let's hear the monologue and then get into this a little bit deeper later that night I got to thinking about Narcissus a man so consumed with his own image he drowned in it did he have no best friends to mirror back a healthy review of himself and why is it that we can see our friends perfectly but when it comes to ourselves no matter how hard we look do we ever see ourselves clearly bitch no no. Like, what a dumb question to ask. Also, I just, but no, I like, like you even said in this outline, you just said, LOLs, no. Like, who sees themselves clearly? No one. I appreciate, like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, it's, it reminds me of like, I look back at photos of myself oh. from like, five or six years ago or even two years ago and I'm like oh my god what a great photo I look amazing but I remember in that moment I felt like a fucking goblin and like I had all these insecurities and like so it's just really crazy to like see yourself in the past and it's like how come I didn't feel so great then so it's like Carrie no like Sam I see pictures of myself from college I'm like, this kid was crushing it. No. Fresh-faced baby. <laughs> Thin. The time. Giving. I mean, when I, I got asked the... simply on a question, um, an answer Uh-oh. portion of my Instagram that simply just said, when did you get so fat? And it's like, okay, drag me. But it's I mean, also if like, they asked me, I could pinpoint the day. Same. Oh, are you kidding? March 17th, 2020. <laughs> like, it's like, I remember that ordering that Papa John's pizza. And that is, a, and at yeah. that given moment, I gave up and everything went awry. I'm literally eating microwave popcorn. Not while recording. Not I was guys. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, don't worry. But it's... It's really crazy. Like, or when I was moving a few years ago, I was like packing up clothes and getting rid of stuff. And I came across a pair of shorts that I remember wearing that I thought I was fat. Do you wear shorts? No, I don't like showing my legs. Yeah, I was like, I can't even picture you in a short. <laughs> no. You had um, a summer and you were in a full jean the entire time. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like my legs. Um, so anyway... <laughs> The one thing I did want to mention, though, and I was thinking about this, and as someone who really loved Greek mythology as a kid, as mm. all gay kids do, of course, 
I think is it's so funny that thing? we have we forget that Narcissus was a man. Like that the model for narcissism is a man. And yet I think being kind of vain and into one's appearance has somehow been com- like sold as a like female trait. You think? I disagree. I think narcissists are men. are men. Like I think we understand that. But I think the idea of like, oh, this person who stared at themselves so much, they then died. That has become the kind of obsession with physical body we've somehow come up like translated to women and it's like no men are up to that stuff too Mm -hmm. and it just needs and in fact the thing we named it after there's a reason it was placed on men Mm -hmm. well it's all about monologue men are trash it's also about i mean i've been i'm not gonna say reading about it because lord knows i'm not um i'm watching tiktoks about it about like the male gaze and how women pause for a moment, I apologize. Um, allow me this sidebar. I couldn't get through your episode with Grace of Hot Off the Mess. Why? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I did finish it. Okay. But a lot of what you all seem to know is from TikTok. It's like I was watching this. It's literally TikTok. rotting our brains. <laughs> like, I was like, it was never like I was reading this article in The Atlantic. Never. Uh, <laughs> never. Never, ever, ever. Um, it was like I was watching this doctor on TikTok. He was talking about how when siblings. children are raised in different homes. I was like, yeah, I read that article in the Times like three years ago. No it's one's just- reading. Okay. I like to, I have been in my reader girl era with like books, but I'm not reading like articles. Um, anyway, anyway. Um, so I was watching the TikTok and it was all about like the male gaze and how men tend to dress and everything for the male gaze and in their minds like subconsciously like men so the idea men that men who, like, are dressing for men is that what they were saying but yes but they think they're dressing for like what women think of men the, and it's like that men think that that's what women want to see yes chris when they need to talk to a human woman i know <laughs> they need to talk because like that was that was the whole point of the tiktok was like Women like aren't necessarily like yeah. Of course, we love Chris Evans and thinks he's like. We just want to see a nice dick and then move on. Am I right? And we just want to laugh. Like we want to have a good time. That's like more of like what we find attractive. Like that's why. Like when people always ask, like, how does Pete Davidson get hot girls? I'm like, well, because he makes them laugh and is but not, he's not like funny. I think but, that no, is where but people I think, like, buckle up against. But I also think he like make he's not like intimidating to women. Like women don't most women don't like that. They don't he, like man who's I do feel like, like you would feel safe around because he doesn't seem dangerous. Exactly. And men like don't understand that. That's and I mean, talk about not to get into KKW um and her ex-husband, but like he so. is diametrically opposed to her ex-husband in terms of danger. Uh, <laughs> like, like couldn't be Farther. Like, I feel like what people really, we were like, oh, he's funny, and that her like, ex-husband is serious. No, actually, he's just safe. Safe, yeah. But I don't think they're any, I don't, yeah. People people are speculating that they're um still together, her and Pete, but I don't think so. Oh, no, Skeet is over. Kimmy wouldn't do that to me. Um, I, But I'm not going to reveal any further that I'm a Kardashian stand on this <laughs> I think people have we a better We struggle, Chris. We do. We go back and forth a lot, you and I. I don't go back and forth. You know, I just love them. I know I don't always support them in everything okay, they do. Thank like I'm you. not watching the new show, but you know, when I drop into them, I can drop love in. them from afar. Absolutely. Like I just there's parts of me that loves them, and there's parts of me that feel like they're like the downfall of society. 
Well, I just think they're a nice family who supports one another and they're always together. And I think that's quite nice. Um, I love them. Anyway, back to Sex and the City. I have mini KKW candles. She had candles? KK? Kimmy? Kimmy. Yeah, she has candles. She needs to rebrand them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think KKW is coming name. back. I don't think KKW is coming back. I don't. No, no. No, no, no. I think I okay. got, we got the last rush on those. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's get into the episode more. One thing I did love about this episode is that we get Stanford and Anthony. Like yes. we get like a nice storyline here. But this is so depressing to me. I'm sorry. These two should never be together. This is an unforgivable introduction to a love story. Mm-hmm. I don't think we like I don't mind it is individualized to this episode, but when you think that these two end up together. I mean, I guess they don't end up together in the sense that Stanford divorced him and moved to Japan, I believe. Yeah, to be a TikTok manager. <laughs> so. Yeah. But um, it just to me, Anthony, I don't know. I really, what, I don't know. What, what did you think of this? I thought Before Anthony was like unnecessarily cruel. Like, I don't think it was funny. The Because I, mean, I think sometimes you can be like kind of mean, but you're funny. Like when you say things to me, I think it's funny, but like. With Anthony, I just thought he was, like, really nasty to Stanford. Right. Like, and I didn't like that. And I want to be clear. Hold While we're talking about my being rude and mean <laughs> to you, I think people presume that I just walk around the world like right. that. Yeah. I am only, as my dear friend Craig once said, oh, no, he's making fun of you because he likes you. If he yeah. did not like you, he would not speak to you. Right. And also, I mean, my friends and I had a long talk about you actually on my birthday weekend. Um, yeah, why? We were Because we were talking about how much we loved you. And we also were saying, like, the thing about Chris is, like, you're never wrong. That, that like, is Like, when you true. say things, like, to me, it's like when you told Gracie that she needs to find another movie to be obsessed with. It was like she does, you know. And the truth, and look, I say that as a Sagittarius who becomes singularly obsessed with things. Uh, Shout out to the lost daughter. (laughs) That fucking that was hell. That was twelve weeks. That was twelve weeks of this podcast, ending each week. Stream the lost daughter. Oh, it was terrible. Terrible. That rolled from December twenty twenty right into like Cam would have quit. But I don't know. It just to me, this whole on a macro level, this ep- this moment between the two of them, I don't know. It triggered me as like a gay man of like these perceptions of bot. And, and by the way, I shouldn't say like gay man because certainly these things happen more globally and mm-hmm. in every community, um, queer or not. But it's just like this obsession with body and age and what someone brings to the table it just made me a little sick and so sad for um stanny yeah and anthony represents to me and by the way anthony you're short literally a poly pocket (laughs) anthony that is is, his home market anthony what do you mean that like think people I mean, there are like short kings were a thing in the gay community a long time before the straight ladies started tweeting about it. Let's just put it that way. Okay, okay. Pocket gays have been getting it for years. But the thing about Anthony is I think he represents this like early 2000s kind of culture when it came to... Very Jeff Lewis. Stereotypes, yes. But there was also like that time, like remember like 
I don't know how to word this. Um, Uh-oh. It was like, <laughs> no, it's not homophobic. It's just like, I remember there was a time like on shows and stuff, like when like a woman would talk about like her period or something. And then like, you would get like the, the stereotypical like gay man on the show being like, Oh my God, a period, like so disgusted by women and their like anatomy. And Anthony kind of reminds me of that kind of stereotype. I do feel like at this point. You get point, what I'm saying? And, yeah, no, I, I do. And I think Mario Cantone at this point is um living a bit in that stereotype. And by mm-hmm. the way, that's not his fault as a performer. I feel right. like that is the writing. And I'm so glad that he's joined this more. And then just like that, and we've deepened his character a bit mm-hmm. and been able to see like his relationship is like Uncle Anthony to um, Rock and Lily. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, Lily. Um, and so that's helped create a kind of deeper meaning to him. But what I also thought was interesting is this why would Carrie ask Charlotte who if she knew a gay man? Like it just seems like I would start You're with right. Samantha. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah. Miranda maybe would be last. Like I could see Charlotte knowing more gay men through having worked in the art world. In fact, she's still working in the art world because she hasn't quit her job yet. But definitely start at Samantha. Mm -hmm. I would definitely start at Samantha. I would not start with Charlotte. That's a good point. And I don't know. What did you think of... Now, was Ed Harris some sort of sex symbol to anyone else other than me? You know... Anthony's turned on. He's like, ooh, Ed Harris, hot. I think he... Yeah, no, I think he is like that hot, like... You know what movie he's really hot in? What? The Truman Show and his little turtleneck when he's like, Truman... Don't go any further. Have you seen the Truman Show? No, I haven't. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he, he wears a turn. He's basically, they dressed him like Steve Jobs. Okay. Like, I didn't know who Steve Jobs was when that movie came out. But then in retrospect, I'm like, hello, was that they really just were like, Ed Harris, you will be playing Steve Jobs if Steve Jobs created an elaborate reality show. Mm-hmm. What a disgusting movie in retrospect. Just as an aside that, like, they have this baby and you watched him grow up we lose his virginity get married and he's married to like and like laura lenny plays his wife but she's an actress mm-hmm. so like she's also like a prostitute because she's sleeping with him oh, okay. i gotta revisit the Truman yeah. Show and see ethically if that movie makes a lick of goddamn sense and maybe yeah. we need a sequel it does not go well, though, at the fashion show. And yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like the storyline as I much as I thought. It made me really sad. They do them dirty. The they do Stanny dirty. They do. Mm, let's get into Charlie. Yeah, let's talk about Charlie. Her vagina's depressed. Let's hear I it. I love it. There. Okay. Your vagina's depressed? The mood elevator sort of corrects the imbalance. Wait a minute. How do you know your vagina's depressed? There are symptoms. Like what? It can't meet its deadline? It always wants to go to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh, ha, ha It's so funny. My vagina's depressed. <laughs> Stop. I might have vulvodynia. Vulva what So every day, I have to keep a vagina journal. No, come on. Uh, dear vagina, why so blue kind of journal? Dear vagina, guess who I have a crush on? No, more like... Itchy today, not itchy. Sounds like a bestseller. Ready to order? Um, I guess we're still waiting. Oh, but you know what? Can I have a hot water and some lemon? Thanks. Uh, I'm fine, but Charlotte, maybe your hmm-hmm would like an order of fries. (laughs) I guess not, thank you. 
Have you ever wow. had vulvodynia? I don't think so. Is it a real um, thing? <laughs> is it? Let's take a Google. All right. Vulva... Beep, 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 beep. Oh, Go in there. It's real. Vulvodynia. A chronic pain or discomfort around the opening of your vagina. But is it called? But and there's what, no identical it... cause. Depression. <laughs> Let's see. Can vaginas treatments? <laughs> Therapies. Cognitive behavioral therapy. For your vagina? You know I did a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy. Well, then your vagina's fine. Oh, my vagina is not doing well. Yeah. Um. No, that sounds really awful. Well, I mean, it is like, right, this is a classic kind of moment. In the real of Sex in the City, they'll definitely have my vagina's depressed. Yeah. But this ultimately leads to, and I'm going to hand this over to you to discuss certainly more than me, <laughs> that Charlotte has a discomfort and almost bordering on a hatred of her vagina, which mm-hmm. all which I thought was a bit surprising to me that all the other women are so like, what? What did you think of that kind of storyline? In your early 20s, I think you have that that's that feeling where you're like my vagina's ugly you think it starts in your 20s it wouldn't it have been started like yeah but i mean i guess like you're starting to have that conversation with your friends like maybe you've been friends for a while you start talking about your vaginas as one does and um you definitely have that conversation where you're like what does yours look like because like you're literally like if you are watching porn or whatever like you always hear men like talking about women's vaginas in like a very negative way and it's like in a negative way. Yes. What do they say? Okay, so every vagina is different. Every Beautiful. vagina looks every, different, like a fingerprint, like a snowflake. <laughs> exactly. Are snowflakes exactly. all different? Yeah, they are. Okay. Yeah. So it's this idea that, like, if your vagina doesn't look like the standard in quotes vagina that men see in, like, porn, for example. What is a standard vagina? vagina? Not standard. I mean, standard, like, what, like, um, like an altered vagina in porn. Altered? You mean the way? Oh, my God. Because these are real vaginas. Like, these are vaginas that, like, women probably went to the doctor and was like, I want this over here and, like, this you know, kind of buckled up. Okay, so I guess I am to take because there's this. always As the jokes that again, like, the man calls it a beef on. curtains. Not beef curtains. Beef, beef curtains. I want to remind sandwiches, I'm a gay man. Rubens. So it's like you would say there are as many different <laughs> vaginas as there are dick sizes. Yes, but like, I don't think people are going around being like, "Oh, his dick is ugly." I Are they? Some, I've seen some ugly dicks. You, you, no, bitch, you didn't see some ugly dicks in your day. I don't look at them. What do you mean you don't look at them? I'm not looking. That's not possible. No, it is. I don't look at them. When it's, um, Knickerbocking up in the south, north. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I really get a good look. I glance and then that's it. Wow. I don't like to look at it. I love to get a full 360. I think they're scary. I like have a, I like take drone shots. You're disgusting. No, but so um, it's. But I say that to say I've seen some ugly dicks. 
people well, I think have it's ugly the process dicks. women go through like where they don't want to look at their own they think it's weird like they women have very we're taught to have like a very weird relationship with our own vaginas so that is why i thought it was so interesting mm-hmm. that the that other, other women, women are were, like like you're crazy what? you've never you 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 hate your vagina it felt like and great get to a space of positivity mm-hmm. but i felt like charlotte at least charlotte and um carrie were less I felt that Samantha handled it well. Like, be positive, girl. Go look at it right now. Yeah. She's like, I have a mirror. I'm you want to go do that? Take my compact. And I don't think anybody needs to be doing that, like, in a bathroom. In, like, a public bathroom? Yeah. Oh, no. Don't I mean, maybe it. if it was a WC. It's a WC. Like a water, like in. A water like a, closet? Yeah. Like in. No, yeah, I don't like think you need to. Bath. Unless, like, you've got something stuck up there. You don't need to be looking in a public place. But like Moira Higgins of Love Island just told the world that she had a tampon stuck in her vagina for months and had no idea. Is and that be very sick? Is mm-hmm. that safe to have it in there for months? Aren't they supposed to be replaced? No. She didn't know? No. I've heard of this happening. Did Women she think forget. she took it out and she just forgot? Uh-huh. Yeah anyway well i feel like we've learned a lot i think so i think so i hope and I as most of our listeners anybody. are women i don't think they've learned anything so no it's really they're probably me. like nodding they're like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. beef curtains but i think vaginas. right i think that it's one of those situations where it's like maybe carrie and miranda and them felt that way at a certain point in their life but they're like we're 35 like and you don't look at your vagina how often are you looking? I feel like I see other people's dicks more than I see my own. Really? Well, I don't, I don't know, know if that reveals. I mean, I'm not like investigating about, it. Like, I don't know if that reveals too much about myself. But, yeah. <laughs> my sex life, but. Oh my god. Uh oh. No. Anyway. But luckily, she finds she finally takes that compact out and stares and tips the fuck over. She was getting in there. And I do feel, as we talked about before, she's had her vagina painted. Points have been made. Mm -hmm. She did show an elderly gentleman and his wife her vagina. In his barn. And displayed it for for the world and, told and for friends, it to be purchased. Mm-hmm. Someone has a a painting of Charlotte's puss on their walls. What's really good, Charlotte York? Mm. Yeah, that's very true. I'm oh, I'm so upset. I missed that. Yeah, that is Charlotte is a bit of a, but I guess like. Now, I don't know what she's doing with the compact. Again, not to sound like a character, a stock character from the 90s where I'm like, what's going on down there? <laughs> yeah. It seems like maybe she did some um, spreading while the, yeah. with the compact and really got in there mm-hmm. in a way that you wouldn't have to do when you're just standing nude. Do you get what I mean? Yes. Because you it's not... Um, like she's getting a it's not like an external i'm not you know going to use the like the perfect terms here but like it's not like a dick like where what you see is what you get with a vagina it's like you got to kind of explore 
It's a terror. And I think this is her first time exploring. Absolutely. But she, it is shocking to think that a woman who is openly says she hates her vagina did pose for a nude in which her whole vagina was sold, basically. Oh, yeah, and painted. Mm-hmm. But, you know, anonymity will allow you to do some wild things. Shout out to Elon Musk and Twitter. Oh, God. Can <clears throat> we get into Sammy Jones? Please. So she's eating organic. She's in her 2022 era. Mm-hmm. She's trying to order, again, shout out to McDonald's. I guess they sponsored Sex in the City because she's like, I wanted a Big Mac, so I had to go fuck a guy. Yeah. But she wants to take these nude photos. Mm -hmm. Now, I have two things about this. One, I absolutely think Samantha Jones would look great at 90. I can only base that off of, like, what Kim Cattrall looks like now. A hundred percent. And also... I don't know. I kind of loved this this idea of like, I'm just going to take a picture now. What I give to have my nudes from again, when I was in college. It's kind of like what people do now on Instagram. Like they post pictures of themselves, like basically nude. And they always are like. Her ultimate photo was quite tasteful. Yeah. Like I see that every day on Instagram and on TikTok and on Twitter. Like there's always people like posting stuff. Yeah, when you see her at the photo shoot and she like throws her leg up on that thing, you'd think that would be the photo we'd have seen. But the yeah. photo we saw, it was like you didn't, you just saw some nice ass and a nip slip, basically. Yeah, it was like really nothing. It was very Charlotte showed was... more to that painter. Honestly. But I did love the delivery guy. Well, no, I first I want to hear from when she goes to the framer and Kim Cattrall being fucking hilarious. Oh, okay. I want pure class. I'm thinking ash or a charcoal gray mat inside the frame. Can't you on either side? Even though Samantha had done the photo just for her, she still wanted to be seen a certain way by men. Charcoal would bring out the gray tones? The mat should stop about an inch away from my breast, right here. See my breast? And then stop right around here near my ass. See that? Right near my ass. How's next Thursday? Whatever. Right near my, near my ass. ass. And this guy's like, get the fuck out of here. I just want to frame this and go. <laughs> like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. I love this guy. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was that small, hilarious moment at the fashion show where she's like, you could put your pussy on a table right in front of them and they wouldn't know what to do with it. And that woman turns around and is like, excuse me? <laughs> and she just gives her the funniest smile like, Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) You heard me correct. Yes. Yes. I love, you know, I think we're in a really, I think we're coming into a really good Sammy Jones era. I feel like for a while we've been kind of struggling. And even with this dumb storyline, I mean, I was really laughing at the right near my ass. And he was like, (laughs) Or, and shout out to, of course, I'm Tony Hale, um, my Veep. My VP, who plays, I think his name is something really wild. Like, hold on, Tiger. (laughs) And he is much like Narcissus before him. He wanted to fall into Samantha's vagina. He sure did. He was, he was Charlotte. And you enjoyed the delivery man who's like, I nice loved, ass. I loved it. He was so funny. He was just like, nice ass. And then and she gives like, him, was it a, was it a hundred, a 20? I want to say she gave him a hundred. 
I know. I think it was a 20. But what you I want to. Yeah. But what I want to. But look, on a big. She bought a $5 Big Mac. <laughs> That's true. And she'd already tipped him. So she was giving him 20 more. Mm, that's I think true. it was a 20, but maybe it wasn't. What I'm worried about, though, I hope that this man understands he should not do that in other contexts. Nope. He's going to lose his job. Mm-hmm. But he was a king, and I really appreciated the two of them. He, like, when he just took a little glance at that, he was like, oh. You know, and not to, like, go all the way back to mm-hmm. Charlotte, Anthony, and Stanford, but another thing I found there was is that I do think it's interesting that both Charlotte and Anthony will have to go on journeys that remove their... um preconceived notions about people's physical looks yes i absolutely agree and charlotte will hopefully right and it's interesting that charlotte someone who is entirely kind of motivated at this point by kind of the exterior of people and not just looks but also like their status mm-hmm. um is that she wouldn't carry that over to the gay community she was like yeah it's just two gay guys like whatever yeah, she like doesn't From, get it like, yeah and as the, as um Anthony does call her out on, what do you think the two of us have in common? Like, just we're gay. And she was like, yeah. Now let's get into the first of our storylines that actually includes some kind of love interest. Old Miranda. Oh my God. She's training for the marathon. Chris, She's working I... out and she looks over and meets Dave. What'd can you think, I Dave? tell you, every fucking episode, I feel like lately... We're just being reminded that she's always been Rambo. She's out of control. She's out of control. Dave is hot. I did not. Dave did nothing for me. Okay. I thought Dave was hot. And I did think it was weird that he was like, you've been on there for 30 minutes. It's against the rules. She's like, what? I appreciated the use of diegetic music, like that she's listening as she bangs and it stops when she takes the headphones off. Mm-hmm. But is that really what Miranda Hobbs would work out to? She is so one of us. She really is. That in 2001, she's like, she bangs, she bangs. <laughs> it got her going. It got her on the treadmill Miranda, for 30 as minutes. a 34-year-old woman definitely is still watching TRL. Without a doubt. She wants to see the top 10. Now, do you know who wrote She Bangs? No. A little man named Desmond Child. Now, can you guess another song Desmond might have written? No. What did he He write? wrote Viva La Diva by Countess Luann. He also wrote, like, many other classic songs and is a three-time Grammy Award winner. What? Because, <laughs> like, how did this did man... he win for She Bangs? He won for She Bangs. He's won for... He's written for Celine. He wrote for Cher. My mouth is a. I have to close. So the fall to Countess Luann is quite tough. <laughs> wow! But now I get why her head was so big. Yeah, but um, Dave, to move us off of Ricky Martin, mm-hmm. Dave finds her incredibly sexy, which Miranda just can't believe. And let's hear that, she and then fully that. break down this nuts story. Yeah, that's it. Is there more? I hope so. I've been watching you for months. I think that you are very sexy. So, what's the problem? He said, I think you're very sexy. And? I was wearing no makeup and my Hanes $3 old man's undershirt. Nice. I just can't believe that a guy would think that I was sexy. Okay, I'm hanging up now. No, I'm serious. Smart, yes. Sometimes cute, but never sexy. 
Sexy is the thing I try to get them to see me as after I win them over with my personality. You win men over with your personality? They want you to be a model. Okay, I'm hanging up now. So much shade. Now, I want to be clear here. I've never actually felt more like Miranda than when she says, yeah, like, smart, cute, maybe. And sexy is like, maybe I I, I can trick them. Yeah. No, I, if I don't consider myself, I'm not sexy, you know, I'm like a funny little person. I'm really not sexy. A little person? I don't know. Like, I'm just not like. Oh, not like an actual little person. Just like someone who is small. No, I'm not like even small. A, I was like, you think that men look at you and see a funny little person? What a no, weird No, I mean, image. I don't know. Maybe little is like the wrong word, but I'm just like a funny, like cute girl. I'm not like a sexy girl, you know? Who is sexy? Cher. That's true. Countess Luann. But right, but I feel like if you having like run across Sonia a Sonia Morgan, I've run across a few famous people in my day, mm-hmm. and you meet, and it's like, oh, this person, like it is very rare someone is actually sexy. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is sexy? Well, you know, he's got three initials, and he's looking quite good. DDL. <laughs> Oh my god, kill me. Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I even opened this. MBJ. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill myself. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is sexy? Oh yeah, Mark Ruffalo is sexy. He has uh, TDE, thick dick energy. <gasps> Not big, but thick. No, but thick. Okay, he's got a... Sh- okay, he got... Sh- okay, okay. Coke can, you know what I'm saying? I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay. You're disgusting. <laughs> what do we do on this? Podcast? I, don't I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. Um, yeah, so I, you were into Dave. I, listen, I wasn't not into Dave. I thought he was hot, but then, like, once he starts talking and he's like, "I've been," I was staring at you months. for the last. Like, that's really Ooh. weird. But their first date goes really well. What did you think of their second date with Miranda Fane in confidence? I love my life. I love my job. And I love being here with you. Yeah, she's like, I love my friends. I love... And it's like, Miranda, you are psycho. Like, if I ever went out with someone that talked like that, I would do what Dave did. And look, not not to bring... Let's just put it this way, not to, to create a bit of a connection to it just like that, but we have seen Miranda went unmoored with the detective and now Dave. She gonna turn alcohol. You kind of see that. She's like billowing that she, wine in. You're right. Uh, you know, so maybe we shouldn't have seen that as right, such a shock right. either. Yeah. I think it's just that we very rarely ever see the character. I mean, I can really only count two times on the show we see characters really drunk. And both of them are Carrie. Yeah. When she calls Big when he's in Paris. And then when mm-hmm. she's trying to sleep with Berger. And they're both drunk. Yeah. Wow. But Miranda gets lit. Oh, and I guess when Miranda was lit the fuck up and was like, <laughs> I may not be hot, but at least I'm good and bad. Yeah, like, she's she's fucking nuts. She's crazy. Um, but uh, I absolutely yeah. would have been like, this is not sexy. No, I would have been so turned off. Like, if I ever went out with someone and they, even, like, anybody that, like, talks about themselves like that is, like, just calm down. 
And I think like we were, were we supposed to think like he was wrong for like not wanting to go out with like a confident woman? No, I think we're meant to think Miranda should just be herself. And okay. so she fucked up by not being herself. Being herself. Okay. And so she, when she approaches him at the gym, he says like, yeah, you were just kind of full of yourself. And then she's like, oh, fuck. You liked kind of my awkwardness. And then she's awkward again. Miranda's a goddamn mess. and But the yeah. only problem I have with this storyline is it's so similar to the detective we just saw. I know. I feel like that was like yesterday. Yeah. Like, I feel I like that just happened. It was just surprising they did this again so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, Miranda is sexy. She is. Well, no, actually, let me rephrase that. Cynthia oh. Nixon is sexy. The character of Miranda is not sexy. She's no, you're right. The like Cynthia track. Nixon is a beautiful woman with like confidence and sex appeal. I'm sure she's very self assured. Miranda's a goddamn mess. Yeah. Rambo, Rambo. constantly Rambo and like <laughs> Rambo's gonna Rambo. She's got to do it. She's like, I-, I wish I didn't have to, but I have to. She just can't help herself. Now let's get into old CB, who's hanging out at a bar with um, Stanford. I love their easy breezy chemistry at the beginning. They're so cute. And I do love this episode's kind of idea of our friends mirroring ourselves in a way we can't see ourselves and the support we can give one another Mm -hmm. to ourselves. Um, As my good friend Amanda and I will talk about the unwavering support we gave each other in college even when we were wrong. Like, we look back at, and it was like, I'm going to make this unhinged decision. It was always, you go, girl. You know you need to do it. Mm-hmm. It was like, Chris, 100% you're right. <laughs> and now it's like, no. No. Right. Mm-mm. No. That's not a good idea, baby girl. Like, no, no, no. Uh, we need to rethink. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. take a, let's take a pause. Take a, take a beat and just think. But then we meet Lynn Cameron mm-hmm. and Damien. Damien's played by Broadway legend Jose Lana. And of course, Lynn is played by Margaret Cho, queen of everything. Mm-hmm. And she walks into this show and just steals everything. She's giving Kelly Catrone. Very. Energy. Why do you think, Carrie, is it just her identity, though, that is making her reluctant? Like, I'm a writer. I'm not a model. That's making her reluctant to be in the fashion show? Yes, but I also think Carrie... The Carrie was on the cover of a magazine. Yeah, but I also she showed think up Carrie's... to a whole last photo shoot. This was also like the rise of the supermodel during this time. So it's Do like... you know when the supermodels rose? No, it feels like very 2000s Victoria's no, Secret. That, that was like 1990? The... That was the downfall. It was the 80s. Oh. oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is like... When... Well, you tried to convince me, yeah, it was the 2000s. People played more board games then. Oh, I did say that. <laughs> the things that I Would say... you marry me? Oh, my God. I can't. I I honestly, like, still stand by that. Um, It was crazy, but I stand by it. Um, the, the thing about this is I think Carrie in her mind, she's just, like, very short. And she's like, I'm not a supermodel. Like, I don't look like that. And what I thought was interesting is, is that when Charlotte says you live for fashion, Carrie's like, I do not live for fashion. Right. It's like, I mean, we know her to be self-unaware, but it's so self-unaware. Yeah, it's but almost I, do you think it's self-unaware or do you think she just like wants to hear 
these positive things about herself. Because when e- she says, either one of good qualities, you strut down the street and she goes, I strut. Do I strut? I'm a strutter? Although now you've got girls strutting around like that left and right. Exactly. What did you think of Paul? <sighs> no, we've met Paul before. Yes. Paul was Big's friend in, in in that party where that woman came up and is like, hey, I think I left my passport at your place. All my characters are now just Lisa Barlow. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, baby gorgeous. Hey, baby gorgeous. I think I left my passport at your place. Um, Fudge Connage, honestly. No, Paul is like, I don't I'm get into it. Paul. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I think Paul is so cute. Oh, I don't this think he's split cute. splash on his camera. <laughs> Yeah, it was, like, aggressive. Did you love... Now, what did you think of the looks? Like, the Dolce and Gabbana... And by the way, we should the say dress? this episode is dated because Dolce and Gabbana, I mean... Is not it. Just um, Do you Googled mean the dress that she thought she was going to wear? Well, so there's the floral dress that I ultimately Plume wears. You like that? I love it. It just seemed very pedestrian to me. No, I thought it was gorgeous. Now, what did you think of the sequined blue look they pulled out? It was a look. <laughs> it was a look. Um, I would have liked I to see it Carrie was very in cool. it. I thought it was cool. I know? think of the three looks they presented, the one she ended up in was the best. The lingerie, like, little undies? Yeah. Yeah. Black I bra mean, on a blue coat? Why not? I mean, she fucking rocked it. Now, before we get into the fashion show, I do appreciate the scene between Paul and Carrie in her apartment. Shocking to see her invite him to her apartment for their first date. That just feels like not a very Carrie move. No. But I love hearing about her obsession with beauty and fashion um, in a way that makes it feel more tangible. One thing I did think was interesting is it's odd that Carrie would have never, or at least in our understanding of the show at this point doesn't just work in fashion journalism yeah this i feel like was the really the first time the show ever really like showed how much she like really like pays attention to it cares about it like whereas before i didn't feel that way it almost feels like it's kind trying to retcon the fact that she wears great clothes yes Like, this is a woman who loves fashion. It's like, no, before she was just a character who happened to have great clothing. Yeah. And now it's Uh, like, no, she's a fashion girly. She's a fashion girl. Um, Shout out to, I'm sure, the hundreds of women, thousands, who have um, felt like, I should buy Vogue instead of eat dinner. That is an unhinged thing to say. Yeah, do not do that. Um, And I say that as someone with a stack of Vogues next to me. I get Vogue. I'm a subscriber. I get get it it to my door. I was was a member of Vogue World. Still not sure what it is. Wow. Um, Yeah. But, like, I just think this was the first time we really got to see Carrie being like, I'm a fashion girl. And then we get to the fashion show and they tell her, you're not wearing that blue sequin look. No, no, no. You're wearing panties. And we get a Mrs. Robinson-esque shot of her through the panties. Mm-hmm. Now, like, what did you think of, um, I feel like it's so funny that we get a name check of Fran Leibovitz, which would have been a very New York reference then, but now post-pandemic and her odd friendship with Martin Scorsese, that woman is fucking everywhere. <laughs> 
never not. <laughs> Fran <laughs> like, Lee. Like, I'm like, is she chill the fuck out? I loved her little documentary. If I have to hear one more second of her, like, when is she not with Martin Scorsese? Or if I have to hear her, like, I don't have a cell phone. The 70s were better. I'm like, these are like the I love cliche her. takes in the entire world. I love her. Everybody does. She's like, I only wear black. I'm from New York. Uh, the Upper West Side, that's the best place to be. Yeah. Like, these are like, who, why, what is that? She's like a character of herself, and I love it. Ugh, sure. I'm so glad she and Marty are friends, I guess. Would you wear the bejeweled underwear? If I had that body. <laughs> are you asking would I, like, wear it on a runway? Or, like, yeah. in general? <laughs> I mean, no, just out and about. Would you wear that look? You know, going to get some coffee. I can't say I would, Chris. I can't. I say think I, I would. would. Bitch, you would not. I'd have that you coat quite snagged up top. Up top, though. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a parka up top. <laughs> it would be. It's really something. Um. No, one thing I thought was really great, though, because <clears> this <throat> is well before, probably four or five years before Project Runway would premiere and Heidi mm-hmm. Klum would become more famous. Right. So I do feel like we look back at it now as kind of like, oh, there's Heidi Klum, like this superstar who we all know and dresses up like a worm. Iconic. But like then that was actually like just a working model. Right. Coming to the show. Yeah. Would you, and let's hear the fashion roadkill moment and then just break down the rest of the episode. Okay. Fuck me hard. Heidi, go. Oh, my God, she's fashion roadkill. Stop fucking taking my picture. I had a choice. I could slink off the runway and let my inner model die of shame, or I could pick myself up, flaws and all, and finish. And that's just what I did. Because when real people fall down in life, they get right back up and keep on walking. What a dumb final lesson from this episode. <laughs> like, sometimes you fall down and you gotta get back up. It's yeah, like, it's like... I don't know that this is profound. No, but I and think yet, the visual it. of it is great. Like it's, It is visually she's great. she's got this, like, seven-foot-tall, gorgeous supermodel. Stepping over her, I would kill myself... And then she's like, what the fuck do I do? Hey, Beyonce did it to, to Michelle, you know, like. Oh, Beyonce was like, sorry. And what I love about it, though, is, is I think had Carrie stayed on the ground, Heidi would have walked right over her again. But the fact that she gets up like a real model would when you fall because it happens, they're able to have that cute moment where they um high five. And Carrie yeah. like, recovers. And it is like devoid of an image as we just heard it is kind of like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, but when, but you're, when watching you're watching it, it's it, beautiful. It's great. It's a great ending. It almost feels like this could be the finale of a season. Are you kidding? 
<laughs> you don't think? What a depressing. No. You don't think like her. I mean, being, you like, would have to like, reframe I'm... the whole episode so that each of the women had better you stories. You would have to make it like a whole different episode. Yes. So then, in yeah. fact, it would not be this episode. Correct. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I don't know why I said that. But I do like, right, then it goes to it inspired the different moments of confidence. The one problem I have with this episode, well, I have many problems as I've outlined as we listened, but the biggest one is, is that I wish we saw Stanford also be inspired by her getting back up. And so that, like, we saw him at a bar actually approaching a guy, like Carrie had said earlier, go over and talk to him, and it, Mm -hmm. like, going well. I just feel that in an effort to bolster the women, we don't also need to, like, ignore Stanford. Just Mm -hmm. would have been a nice beat, I think. I agree. I think that would have been a really nice little bow on the whole thing. And then we end on the iconic ending of her putting the little panties away. And dancing around her apartment and shutting the door while Got to Be Real plays. And it's as perfect an ending as the show has ever had. It's perfect. And it's the only episode that, although no, this one actually plays out pretty long on that shot of the apartment. The only other one I can think close that plays with the ending is when she knocks over the glass, the vase of flowers. Or the one... um... Where she comes back from L.A. and she itches her puss and smokes a cigarette. But then it does cut to black. This one stays oh, on does? the apartment. Yeah. Oh, which right. I which I love. I, I just think this is a per- I think when we think of this episode, we really do just think of her doing that little dance in her Aiden underwear. Mm-hmm. I did want to mention earlier when she's with Paul, she's not smoking. So like they're really he's smoking, but she's not. So they're really layering that lumberjack is heading back. A piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the ending of this episode. It's great. It's a great episode. In terms of fashion, I mean, I loved her fashion show look. But other than that, I thought there was some... She's really into pearls right now in a way that I'm like, what's going stringy on? Stringy pearls. She loves a lot a stringy of pearls. pearl. Um, I do love the, the Dolce & Gabbana dress. I know that they're problematic right now. Slash always have been. But in this moment, I, that's my favorite. The long dress. The Heidi. And Heidi looks the great Heidi. in it. She kills it. So in terms of men, we've got Paul, Stanford, Anthony, Kevin, Oscar, Dave, Damien, and Tiger. Damien is the model. I don't know who Damien is. I think he's No, Damien is um, uh, her friend, is the gay guy who hangs out with Margaret Cho. Oh, no. The guy that I'm picking is the guy, um, the, (laughs) the greasy hair model. Who just walked down the runway? No, he's at the bar. Oh, greasy haired model. I was like, who? <laughs> yeah, no, no, the guy. We only saw him for like a second. I yes, I'm picking Paul, of course, my ginger you're, king. So we know who you're picking. Yeah, Paul, my ginger of king. Of course. What would you give this out of 10? I would give it a nine. Maybe it's, it's eight Yeah, and it's half, a nine, nine for me. It's okay. a great episode. It's so much fun. The ending's amazing. It's classic, iconic. The one thing I also wanted to mention is, is that this fall will, of course, lead to the fall in Paris where she loses the necklace. Mm-hmm. Carrie is, in fact, clumsy. She and so that's a fun little, um, I think, future reference. But it's a great episode. But strange if thinking about pairing it instantly with that first one feels like it would completely undercut the seriousness of that episode Mm -hmm. it's just like very random 
and yet as a one-off kind of what like fuck all episode mm-hmm. it's, it's one, one of my faves if, in Absolutely. fact if i was just looking to turn an episode of sex in the city on this is probably one i've seen the most season three wishes look it's hard for us to say that after we spent two years talking about season three <laughs> Not no two seasons. We haven't done this show for two years. How long have we been doing this? A year and a half. <sighs> We're not even close to finished. No. Jesus Christ. You guys got us for a long time. And both a long time and not a good time. It's hard. Not a lot of people <laughs> put that combo together. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week when we discuss season four, episode three, defining moments. Sam, I'm just going to hit you with this. We get big and the jazz player next week. You excited? Oh my God, this fucking jazz player. I can't wait to talk about him. I can't wait. Uh, we're both going to need to do some work on men- uh, some learning on mental health before we discuss Absolutely. how this show handles his um, mental health. His because, ADD. Because the way this show woo! Is, woo, problematic. <laughs> Deeply. But it's a great episode. Um, and Samantha's about to become a lesbian, as the show likes to say, because they won't let oh her be my Yes, we get yeah, um, we get, we get um, so- Sophia, Maria. Maria, Maria. We were close. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review shortcomings wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow us online. I'm at C Lewis twelve nineteen on Instagram. Sam, where are you? I am at Bravo Historian on Instagram. I'm at Take Your Dolphin on Twitter. So before that goes up in flames, you can follow me there. <laughs> Oof. RIP. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.